0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Alpha Academy, a cryptopedia for Web3 builders where we provide insights that will help you kickstart your Web3 project. In each episode of our podcast, we'll have a guest speaker who's an experienced builder to come and share the experience of running their own project and discuss on certain topics. And today, we've invited Aisha Wari Gupta, DeFi Marketing at Polygon, to discuss on building strong community for your Web3 project. Hi Aisha. Wari, how are you doing?
1: Hi, uh, I'm doing well. How about you?
0: I'm doing good as well. Very excited to be speaking with you today. So before we dive into today's topic, could you give a quick introduction to yourself and your background before becoming a DeFi marketing at Polygon?
1: Sure. So I have been like a little bit background. So I come from a finance background. I have done my master's in India itself. And after doing that, I started working with some of the Fortune 500 companies, basically learned a lot about finance from there and then ventured into Web3 space in Web3 space because I have been able to understand how to like go ahead and tell the people how Web3 works. So that's why I chose the marketing line in order to enable a lot of people. Because today what happens when we talk about DeFi and we talk about Web3? A lot of jargons come, come in and a lot of people are not able to understand how all these things work and what exactly is the way to make them understand. So that is something which is there. So I worked with finance teams. I worked with treasury teams. And then like after that, I joined the crypto, uh, crypto ecosystem. The first one where I went in was an Indian exchange. I used to handle and manage their OTC desk. I also used to have like uh, help them in the product building. Then I joined a Swiss bank where I was basically a researcher. I used to research about like various uh, crypto things that are happening across the globe. And then after that, like I joined Polygon and I have been working in the marketing side.
0: Interesting. So could you give us an overview of the protocol? So what is Polygon and what are you currently working on?
1: In order to explain like Polygon, the best words I can use is this like the Swiss knife for Ethereum. So Polygon is basically a scaling solution which helps to go out and help Ethereum to scale. Often we have seen that when we talk about Ethereum, it's, the speed is not as much as we want. And the second problem is the gas fees. We have to pay way more. So let's say if I have to order a coffee for $2 and I have to pay like $5 gas fees, this is something which is not feasible. This is where Polygon comes in. Polygon goes ahead and with its various solutions that are out there, it goes out and it equips itself or it helps go ahead and understand or create a way in which you could batch transactions and send it to the, uh, to the main chain and thereby increasing the speed of the transactions and also reducing the cost of doing transactions to a minimum of a few cents.
0: Nice. That's very interesting. So what are you currently working on on the marketing side for Polygon? So in the
1: marketing side, I lead all the marketing initiatives that happen for the DeFi side. I mean, there are a lot of solutions which are being built by Polygon and almost like 19,000 plus dApps that are there on Polygon. So my major role has been in like multiple things. The first is to ensure that there has to be a narrative that is going out from the DeFi, telling people what exactly we are building, then helping the projects which are onboarding Polygon or which are already there on Polygon to go ahead and get the right set of people to know that these kinds of protocols exist so that they can be used. That is the second thing. Then the third thing is helping a lot of the publications that are happening. So we, with Polygon, it's not just like the app is deploying. So we write a blog. There are various thought leadership uh, things that we go ahead and take. So the, the, get, uh, ensuring that those thought leaderships uh, are getting to the right audience, and then also like ensuring that we have a good amount of research happening and then creating some distribution lines for those research publications that are happening so that everyone can go ahead and know the right set of people actually get to know what is happening within Polygon DeFi. And the last thing is basically going ahead and summarizing everything that is happening on the DeFi side so that if someone does not have that much time to go ahead and have a glance on quit logs and everything. For DeFi, they can just go ahead and read a newsletter. So I write a newsletter called Polypulse, which is in affiliation with DeFi Bucks. So it, it goes out to a wider Ethereum community out there. And that summarizes everything that happens on the Polygon ecosystem.
0: Nice. Sounds very interesting. Definitely something useful for the community to look at. So... What were the big challenges that you think Polygon faced on the marketing side back when you recently joined? And like, how did the team overcome those challenges?
1: That's an interesting question. I mean, when we look at Polygon, so Polygon is not just about, so Polygon started as just one solution, which was just a scaling solution. So you can just have a plasma layer where transactions are being processed and bashed to the main chain. Now, what happens, the biggest challenge with when, when we talk about Polygon now is the vibrant ecosystem that it is developing. So it's no more just one chain, which is just like a POS chain that is going ahead. We have multiple things. So we have Polygon POS, we have Hermes, we have Avail, we have Edge, we have Nightfall, Maiden Zero and all those things that are going ahead. So the biggest challenge is like to go ahead and place those products exactly where they should belong. So every use case that Polygon has uh, is not like it's every. So what is happening with a vibrant ecosystem is that we do not want to go ahead and say that okay, this is one solution. You go ahead and you and you do whatever you do. I don't. I'm not that much concerned. But this is the only solution. So you have to adjust. What we are trying to go ahead and envision in the market is that you, if you have a certain use case, then there is a solution that is specifically made for you. Just to take an example, like, for example, Polygon Nightfall, where uh, one of most of the biggest problems that enterprises had was the privacy. If you put a transaction on-chain, privacy is lost. So with Polygon Nightfall that we're trying to do is we're going ahead and we're ensuring those private transactions. Think about a particular game which has thousands and thousands of transactions per second. So they need a standalone chain. So we have supernets there. So, I mean, this was the biggest challenge when, when I onboarded. And also like going ahead and creating Mm. narratives. So with those solutions, the the biggest problem that also comes in is how do you go ahead and set the narrative in the market of what exactly Polygon is doing and why exactly it is important. So that was something which is there. And so how this, this has been like we are trying to go ahead and solve it is. Basically, we are ensuring that whenever we are picking up a narrative, we are giving equi- uh, equivalent amount of traction to each and everyone, which is associated to that narrative. We are going ahead and not just like uh, often what happens is when if you look at other, other com- companies as well, what they do is they'll just go ahead and they say, hey, this, this came into the play, this integrated with this particular thing. Now, what we are try- trying to do is we're trying to go ahead and we are trying to simplify it even more. So we are trying to make web two examples to go ahead and explain what exactly this means in web two for any particular DAP that is launching. We're also going ahead and focusing on a lot of CTAs. So if anything is launching, it's essential to tell the people, okay, this is something which is launching. So it it, it is launching and this is the benefit that you're going to get. And how do you avail that which was something that over, over time has matured. And today, like what happens is whenever any integration is happening, it will always go out with a proper message that this is the integration. This is what it means. If you're a user or if you're it depends upon what kind of a use case it is. So it will go ahead and tell the people how to actually evolve and use that use case. And then going ahead and putting out the right pipelines so that the distribution channels are such that it reaches exactly the same place where it should. So, I mean, that is something which was a challenge at, at the time when I joined, but today, if I see that, that has been growing and is very well being done in a proper manner.
0: Oh wow, that's very interesting. So like from your experience in the crypto space, what do you think is the difference between doing marketing for like traditional startups versus the projects in the crypto space
1: i mean <laughs> that that's a really good question. when you talk about the differences between the traditional marketing and the web 3 marketing, the biggest point which we have to explain in a in a web 3 marketing is what exactly does a particular thing mean in Web? because with web 2 now people understand what exactly it means what exactly is a fintech how exactly a fintech works what are the things it can do but with web 3 what has happened is there are all a lot of new jargons that have happened like for example people talking about amm speakable talking about staking and a lot such examples so When you you go ahead and when you market for a Web2, you have to just ensure that it appeals to the audience for them to go ahead and pick it up. With Web3, it changes a lot. Why? Because here for you to go ahead and appeal, it's not just about making an enticing ad or making an enticing offer. It also has to tell you how to navigate to that enticing offer. So with Web3 marketing, it's a step Web2 plus one step, which is. How do you actually do that? So there's a farm that is giving you, let's say, XYZ percentages of APY. Cool. People are looking at it. People are liking it. But what do I do with that? So that is something where Web2 marketing usually ends. But with Web3, you have to take them to another step, telling them, hey, this is where this is how you have to actually go ahead and do this. So that is, I think, one of the biggest differences or key differentiator, I would say, between these things. The second is also making people understand. So it is not that like in Web2, people understand that these are the use cases. This is where I can go ahead and particularly do it with Web3. Those kinds of number of use cases where crypto can be actually used in real life is not yet evolved to that extent to which it is in Web2. It's barely there. So at this point of time, also, we have to focus that whatever we are trying to create, whatever is happening in the market, We have to go out and differentiate to pull people out from Web2 saying that, okay, this is something which is better, which is Web2 plus better support. So I mean, those kinds of advantages and everything is also something that you have to actually go ahead and emphasize on for the people to actually come on board. So yeah, I mean, these are the two things that I feel particularly, which are very much still different from what Web2 marketing is all about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I completely agree since like the crypto space is still in its infancy. It's quite important to like teach them and navigate them through the space. So, yeah. So moving forward, like there are times that you may have to like try out different approaches, especially if you are like a first time builder. You have to go through like trial and error to like find the best approach to like achieve your goals. So, so I was wondering like if you could share any marketing strategy or approach you discovered that worked especially well in this space.
1: So one of the things that I particularly feel is a very important part of marketing is engagement with the community. So with Web 2, what happens is you can run an ad and probably people might be attracted to it. With Web 3, what happens is it's still a a relatively very small community. And for any project to actually go ahead and become successful or to think about having a lot of users is something that where you have to go ahead and focus on your community. And community per se, what what exactly do I mean is let's say oftentimes what happens, I see builders going ahead and creating their projects, and until analyze that fully they have evolved the product, they'll not even bring it to the market. Now, at this point, what happens is they're not even able to understand what the demands or the needs of the people could be. It is something where they're only having the thoughts of what they feel could be attractive to the market. And this is where what happens is the users lose that connect. With that particular project. Why? Because they are not able to make sense of what founder thought people would make sense. So you have to go ahead and from the very start, you have to start engaging with the community. It does not matter if your product is not out, it does not matter if your product is not yet well thought of. Often, what I have seen is there are small Discord communities that are created. People start engaging with them, they start creating connections among themselves and with the founders. And slowly and steadily, what you see is the product which you actually thought would be going into the market versus what actually went into the market. could There could be a very big and a vast difference. Why? Because the second one is brought into the market after a lot of consumer review and after a lot of thought that has gone in. And also that community feels that, okay, our reviews and feedbacks have been valued. So that is where your first set of loyal customers get into. And then once they see that this is something that, this project is help out in solving. They're trying to go ahead and understand each and everyone's need. It's not that what they have in their head, but also what the community wants. That is where I feel that these first hundred or two hundred people who are actually going ahead and interacting, they become your unpaid. I would say unpaid, but loyal customers or loyal marketing agents for you, where they will go ahead and they will tell people, okay, this is something that I have contributed because they feel a part. Of themselves was something that they gave in for the project, and that could be one of the best things to bootstrap a particular community where people feel okay. Our thoughts have been taken care of. Whatever we we wanted to tell that has been properly communicated and reflected in the product, and that way you start going out and creating that buzz. I mean that. So even if it is not something, it no matter the condition of the market, this strategy has always worked, and this is the biggest reason why because. Everyone here has actually been loyal to it. They were not here for, let's say, getting some money or something like that. On the other hand, often what I have seen is, which is kind of a mistake that people do, they start throwing money at these starts. Saying, if you go ahead and do this, we'll give you $2, $1, $3, $10, whatever. And this, in this, what happens is a lot of genuine people get do not actually enter the environment. And once the rewards dry out, so does your community. So I mean, that is something like if you're kickstarting starting a particular community, always think about engaging with your community and understanding that the first set of people are actually going to help you create a vital community for yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean, completely agree again, like engaging community is like basically like the biggest part in marketing and like making sure you understand them and building those loyal community members because it's, it's pretty hard to build again once like the community dries out and you just, yeah, you know, you don't understand them. So. So now that you shared the approach that worked well, could you like perhaps give us an example of what didn't work so well? So like describe like a time when like the outcome didn't come as you expected. Like what were the lessons that you get from that experience?
1: I mean, crypto has been like a lot of narrative based way in which like from the very start where people have often been following a lot of narratives. So often so happens is that when when there is a particular narrative that is going on, I mean things wouldn't even make sense for a particular thing, but then also people you will see a lot of tokens, a lot of projects hyping out and everything and that is where what happens is you have to understand that you you cannot go against that against that way and something like if you if you try to go ahead and when everyone is talking about something and you try to go maybe a little bit against that you 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 could not like you might not get something. Which you, which was a desired result. So, I mean, that is something where what happens is you have to always understand that there's, there's a particular theme that always market accepts. And if you, if you are, if you're going with the theme, it it often helps you and rewards you. But if, if you're going ahead and you're trying to say, okay, this is something that, that can, that, that is already there and let me go ahead and try to defy. So that creates a challenge and connected to this point itself. Whenever you're going ahead and whenever you're creating those kinds of marketing planning, so often so happens is like now market has started to evolve. So what happens is when when you're coming into the market, let's say you're a new project, you're coming into the market and you're doing something which 10,000 other people are already doing. So at that point of time, it would become like really, really very difficult for you to actually stand out. Why? Because often people go ahead and ask, let's say there's already a dex which is doing xyz things and uh, which is a very old dex battle tested audited huge volumes and everything and you're a new dex coming in with the same features and then when you come into the picture and when you go ahead and when you see this you feel okay this is something where what what has happened is this is something we can also do because they are also doing with, where, where what happens is a lot of people turn out to be wrong and in that selection sometimes what happens is you 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 often go ahead and make mistakes whom to support, whom not to support, how much to support and all those things. So, yeah, I mean, those kinds of things do end up creating a problem sometimes in the marketing because like when you're not going ahead with exactly the wave or what, what are the markets is going about. At that point, I think the marketing sometimes often fails because everything cannot be done through marketing. You have to have a proper fundamental backing, you your
0: Right. So what do you think is the hardest part of the marketing role in this space?
1: The trends change so quickly.
0: yeah yeah i can feel you
1: (laughs) but that's the biggest challenge how quickly you update yourself so i mean even if you are away from a market for like let's say a week it feels like you've missed something and and that is something i think one of the biggest challenges that i have particularly felt is this where what happens is like we are talking about something and okay suddenly or slowly and steadily the the race or the pace at which the market changes, the market is running right now. That is very quick. And by the time you understand something, probably what happens is there's another thing that you have to understand. And then there's another thing that you have to understand. I mean, for me, that has been one of the biggest challenges. in the
0: Yeah. So another point I want to touch upon is like, so in the crypto space, like memes are really big thing, a big part of the space. So it really like helps people to talk and like kind of bond them. So how, how important do you think these memes are for the crypto marketing?
1: I think it's super important. I think we, we in Polygon, like in DeFi, we have a meme factory itself set up, which helps a lot of people to understand what is happening around. Often complex structures that come in, often. So th- there's a whole new word out there when we talk about memes. So let's say there's someone who is saying something and you have to be sarcastic. And you have to go ahead and a little bit made fun of. I mean, crypto industry is something which, which does not go ahead and starts fighting. So, I mean, I have friends all over in other chains and everything. And we keep on using memes to uh, for a soft giggle or something. So that is something which is there. But it plays a very important role. Like when I have to go ahead and explain something in a very simple manner, I often try to choose and pick up some memes to go ahead and tell people. That this is something which is there. And I think one of the biggest things that I can particularly see with the marketing and the memes that we have been using, the biggest retention time span that people have in some of the tweets are through the memes. So, I mean, memes play a very, very important role. And with the beer market, memes are the most important thing that can help you re- l- let people relate to what they, what exactly you're doing. And if you're able to just go ahead and do that, create a connection through memes, I uh, mean, this is one of the best things, or one of the best marketing way that you can go ahead with.
0: Yeah, I I do think memes really help you communicate with your community as well. So, uh, I guess let's dig deeper onto the community side. So, how and when do did you start building your community? Like, what are the are there any common misconceptions about building a community?
1: i mean for for community like for polygon community has been is being built since like i mean 2017 18 when we started it and uh, we have a quite a good or vibrant community i would say a lot of people following us with more than like i think twitter has 1.5 1.6 million followers and everything but some of the things that we have realized is a community is something how do you go ahead and how do you make that community stay? I mean, if you look at Polygon, Polygon does not have like a its own go ahead, its own centralized exchange or something like that. And without that also, I mean, yesterday only while I was making the Polypulse, we have a weekly average user base of around 800k, 800k and a daily volume of 3.5 million transactions per day. So you do not get this through like just going out and giving $5, $2 kinds of thing. So I mean, one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of founders do is in order to create an initial hype, they go out and create a reward system where what happens is a lot of users which are just in for rewards, they will definitely come, they will fill in your community, they will make you feel, wow, we have done such a good thing. But actually, is that true? The answer is no. I've seen a lot of communities where what happens is initially you get a lot of traction, you get a lot of people. But then what happens is as soon as the rewards start to die out, people start to go ahead and leave your community and join something else where they are again getting that. So you have to go ahead and you have to focus that in order for you to build your community, you have to be, first of all, very focused on what exactly is the best for the community. So bringing out what the best dApps could be or the best ways in which you can go ahead and do any particular thing. Then second thing is educating them how to go ahead and use a particular thing. And then the third thing is being there when, when let's say, I mean, over time, if you would have seen in the last two years, there have been a lot of the places where Polygon was not even responsible. Let's say there was an exchange, which where due to the mistake of the exchange, a lot of people lost somewhere around a million dollars worth of tokens. And Polygon went ahead and without even its fault, we, we went ahead and we tried to compensate a lot of. So a community is built with user engagement. A community is built with understanding what they need, being there when they, when they are burnt or something happens to them, even when it's not the, not the project's mistake, I would say. And then really connecting to them and giving them the best that you can. I mean, that brings or that builds. It's a slow process. I mean, we did not build out such a big audience just like overnight. It is a very slow process and even though it's a slow process, it's a it's a retaining process. People who are there associated with you, they will connect with you, they will link with you, they will they will stay because you did not create a community based on initial rewards. You created a community based on a lot, a complete different scenario. So I think that is something where or how you can actually go ahead and build a community.
0: Right. So so have you ever undertaken any procedure to understand your community better in order to like keep them engaged and active in your ecosystem like for example it could be surveys or interviews so that you make sure that you always like meet their demands and always there for them
1: absolutely i mean this is something which is which is a very big priority for us so anything like uh, one of the things that we have always understood is what the community wants so let's say if the community is going ahead, and so we actually go ahead and run Polygon Tuesdays, where we talk about the biggest wins, but we also let the people come in and talk about what they want. So it's an AMA, AMA, arts. anyone can go ahead and ask. You don't have to be a particular employee of Polygon or a rank holder to actually go ahead and interact. So that's an open house that happens on a say, on an occasion on a daily basis. We we keep on continuing that AMA so that people can drop by, they can ask questions. In the, in the, in our community itself, in the Telegram also, we have various moderators on Discord as well. Anything that the community needs that is also there. We, we very frequently go ahead and run some of the campaigns for some of the polls where people, we ask the people, what do they actually want? And based on what the results are for those polls and everything, we actually make decisions. So those kinds of things are also happening. So it's like that is one of the biggest things that we have often tried to go ahead and do. To create, uh, to collect feedback. So it's not something like we are just going out and just putting things out there. What we, we have been actually going ahead and doing it. And this is something which we have set or uh, set very clearly is collecting feedbacks. So no matter what, no matter what kind of communication you want to do, what is the source, no matter, even if you go ahead and tweet, there is no like a communities or like a customer care sitting on Twitter. But often if someone has tagged polygon, what will happen is someone or the other. From the team, from the core team itself, which is there for Polygon, they'll go ahead and they'll address that. So that customer feedback and resolution of any grievance that anyone has, that has been the key thing that we have always focused on Polygon, and no matter how big or small that is. And if there has been a problem, if there has been some issues which have happened, I'm not saying that we are, we are, we are everything perfect, but if something has happened, we've openly go, gone ahead with actually apologize for anything that might have happened because of that and this is something which like where where we ensure that this is how things are done here
0: awesome so once you like have people joining your community like how do you create valuable community discussion to make sure that like you produce a really strong community like what kinds of like topics would make the members bond I mean, as,
1: as a whole, I, uh, I think I can talk about DeFi more and how we go ahead and do it. So there are a lot of native dApps also that, uh, that develop on Polygon or that are built on Polygon. And here is what we, we go ahead and do. We go ahead and, uh, with the community, we tell the community that these are the new things that are coming on the Polygon ecosystem. This is how you can go ahead and engage with them. This is how you can take the advantage of these opportunities. So any dApp, like for example, recently we had launched some of the native dApps like Dystopia, Ovix is something which is, which we are launching. And this is where what we're trying to do is we go ahead and we engage with the community. We tell the community that this is something which is there. Like let's say from last month, we picked liquid staking as something where we wanted the community to engage. We trained, we, we went ahead and we trained the moderators of the community, various communities on various social medias to go ahead and tell the people that this is something which is there. We train them to help them mitigate the, uh, the solutions or the pro- if anyone has any problems out there. So that was something which was taken care of. And then again and again, through Twitter and everything, that narrative starts going out. So now what happens is from everywhere the community is going ahead and understanding that this is something which, is, which the Polygon ecosystem is, is focusing on. And this is something which is beneficial to them. That is where the community starts using that particular product, engaging with it. So I mean, the best way to engage the community is to give them the benefits that they could get being in an ecosystem. If there is any airdrop that is coming in, which is like, a, let's say, recently Meshwap did an airdrop. So how you have to go ahead and what this airdrop means, how you can claim and all those things. So that way, I think creating that value for the community and then let's say from the community itself, if anyone is going ahead and having those, some business ideas or something like that, we, we go ahead and we help them through various initiatives like grants. There's a whole support, support line that the Polygon DAO has established. There's an accelerator program that is being set up for the for the new projects that are coming in. So yeah, I mean, from users to builders, all the things, everyone who is there in the community, there is a benefit for them to stay in the community. And I think that is one of the biggest reasons why they still stay in the
0: community. Nice. So yeah, continuing on about the community, like many times the ROI from the community, they may be intangible or like take time to see the result. So How do you like decide which strategy or which approach you should stop or continue doing? Like any metrics you use to justify your strategy?
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is something where quantification is very important. And uh, one of the things, like there are a few things. The first one that we go ahead and ensure is that we're not going out and pushing like everything in the market. At that point, what happens is the users get confused. And no matter how much we've spent on that particular marketing, it does not give us the right result. So really, we have to focus on consistency. If the consistency is something which is there, then only that return can be availed. So that is something which is there. So the first thing that or the first metrics that we always think about when we plan something is, okay, this is something that we want the whole month to look like. And only the things which are important or which are connected to this should be going out to ensure that the return is exactly what what we want. There are often sometimes what happens is, like there are other narratives that we have to also push along with it what we do is we try to do it subtly and not like bringing the main focus there to ensure that okay that is something where the whole thing goes out so that is the first thing you have to go ahead and ensure that there is a limited amount of narratives that you're pushing to the community otherwise you'll confuse the community the second metrics that we also go ahead and think about or see is how much exactly is the use case that is available in the market so let's say if we want to go ahead and right now, right now we see a lot of requirements or demand for, let's say, derivative market or uh, options market in, the, in there. And also like, let's say, under collateralized lending is also something which is very highly picking up. Now, when we see that these things are something which are going ahead and picking up, mm-hmm. then we have to go ahead and then like all those strategies which are there. So at that point of time, when we are trying to push all these things. So at that point, we have to ensure that, the value metrics, which is there. So which is like how exactly to penetrate what exactly is a distribution? How much is the visibility? So every time we push a particular narrative, the second thing that we do is the result. So we will go ahead and we'll see how much is the engagement that got generated? How much is the actual result? So let's say if I talk about liquid state. So how much increase was there in the number of tokens that were increased? So that is another metrics where we see that, okay, we have run this campaign. What exactly is the result that it brought? If it is something which is positive to the market, then that means this is something which we did right. If it is something which is not getting that kind of an engagement or that kind of a result which we expected, we'll go back, we'll reiterate, we'll rethink what failed, what didn't. And then we will, for the next strategy that we will put out, we will again have that kind of thought process. Okay, this works, so let's focus more on this particular thing instead of something else which did not work. I mean, these are the two things: one is pre, and one is post, where we we go ahead and we see as a major thing. Smaller could be like what kind of projects they they are building, and how these projects and how more of the people are talking about it. So also like in general, like apart from Polygon, who exactly is talking about it? So that also becomes a very important thing for us. So let's say if we we went at say like last week, last week, we went out and we we published an article about unco- under collateralized lending. The state of and what we saw was okay this is something where a lot of people picked it up on twitter appreciated that particular article and then we we go ahead and study how exactly was this marketed okay this is something and then we realize okay this is something that was picked up and this really worked well so next time what will happen is this is how it has to go so then there are a lot of smaller smaller things that are there then we also like a lot of founders which are there when we talk about all these returns so not just about the projects, people also connect with people. Like I personally would love to go ahead and put my money in a place where I have kind of a personal bonding or a personal connect or I know the particular founder. So that is also something. So we, we have proper podcast series which goes out where we talk to the founders and we engage with them. We try to understand what they have in their mind, what they're building, what they've been through, their life journey. And once we understand all those things, then we are able to be like, we are very happy that people actually start engaging with that community. So that is also a value matrix that we all often try to see.
0: Awesome. That's lots of insights right there. So are there like any marketing strategies like that you've seen in this space and you thought that was like very clever and really impressed you?
1: I mean, I've seen a lot of engagement farming that happens in the market. And I think gamification is one of the best ways to go ahead and create your big creator audience base Mm -hmm. and hook them up with the product so that is something which has like worked very well and we have been working on creating such strategies now so that like people keep on getting engaged i think i saw like a few strategies like you create a particular raffle game or something like that where people are just coming and collecting opening your app once a day or something like that and then they also talking interacting using that because there's a valuable reward at the end Or ambassador programs where these ambassadors go out and ensure that all the things that you're doing are properly communicated to the market and all those things. So I think that is something which is there for you to go ahead and ensure that engagement farming is happening properly. Gamification of your dApp or gamification of your marketing strategies works wonders.
0: Nice. I completely agree with that. So, all right, before we end this session, any advice you would like to give to builders out there who? just starting to market their own projects?
1: I mean, I just have two advices. The first is like, do not spend money on getting users which are like only in for rewards. Try to build a community. The How to build a community. There are two ways, like I told you, bring money, uh, bring people who are just wanting more money and everything. Second is you going out, interacting with the people, talking about what your problems were, where, where you're facing it. And then letting them help and everything and creating a community which actually goes out and connects with you. They are with you even if you're down there with you celebrating when you're up and everything like that. So, I mean, that is the first thing which is there when you're there. And second thing is no matter what exactly, let's say, when you're when you're engaging with the community or let's say a particular product out there or a particular project out there, it might so happen that that, that project has no relevance with your particular with in like say sponsor in like partnership with your product does not like mean that you just outrightly shoot them away you have to ensure that everyone you're talking to and engaging to and ensure that they all feel that they you, you you are always welcome to be here you're always welcome to put out put out your thoughts you're always welcome to Give out an idea which we may or may not work. It's not that you always have to work on it, but always ensure that these people, anyone who is there, it's a builder or a user or something like that. They always feel welcome. And if there is any way where we can go ahead and help any of them, you should always take that. So I think these are the two things which majorly I will believe are very important for you to go ahead and create a community and often communicate. Often what I have seen is like, Once you go ahead and let's say there's a problem happening, within, you feel if I go ahead and tell it in the market, people will be like, oh, this is not working and all those things. On the other hand, what happens is when you start discussing those things, maybe a little bit publicly, people start understanding that, yeah, that person is also human. These kinds of things often happen. We're all very new to this world. It's not that it's an established world with a set standards, which you just have to go ahead and follow we are writing a whole new word and that requires and that has a lot of failures a lot of mistakes being done and everything but once you are able to go ahead and catch it once you're able to do it so that way like this way we we go ahead and reduce a lot of FUD which is fear and certainty and doubts that people might have about a project and that also boosts a project very much
0: nice all right. Um, thank you, Ashwary, for your time today. It was really great talking with you. We got lots of insights. That is really useful. So listeners, you can follow Ashwary on Twitter at crypto underscore wild west. And you can also follow Polygon at 0xPolygon on Twitter to get news and updates on the protocol. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And stay tuned on what we'll be talking about on our next podcast episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you Ashwari, really great, yeah.